Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 90 called A Prayer of Moses. Thou hast swept them away like a flood. The image here, and again, this is kind of the bummer section of the psalm, but it, it seems like somebody's here and it's like they fell in floodwaters and it swept them away. Have you ever seen video of that or experienced something like that? It's scary, right? Someone could fall into a rushing river and it, if they can't grab onto something or get rescued, they get swept away. That's the image of death. They fall asleep. That's another metaphor for the body dying. In the morning, here's another metaphor. They're like grass, which sprouts anew. My grass does really well in the spring. You get spring rains, and typically you don't have to do a whole lot to your grass, and poof, the grass goes, right? And where are those kids to mow the lawn? You're mowing the lawn every week. Right now, grass ain't looking so good. And mankind's compared to grass. You sprout one moment, and the next moment, you're gone. In the morning, it flourishes, it sprouts anew. Toward evening, it fades and withers away. This is 1 Peter 1, 24, 25. says, all flesh, mankind is like grass. All its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers, the flower falls off, but the word of the Lord abides forever. And this is the word which was preached to you. 1 Peter 1, 24 and 25. You can also write down Isaiah 40, verses 6 through 8. It's the same idea. We pass away. For we've been consumed, Psalm 90, verse 7, by thine anger. Remember, wilderness wanderings, the direct context. And by thy wrath, we have been dismayed or terrified, literally, confounded by terror. Thou hast placed our iniquities before thee, our secret sins in the light of thy presence. Many times when you read through the wilderness wanderings, and we're supposed to learn from them according to 1 Corinthians 10, what we see is the people whined, complained, said, is God with us or not? We need water. We need this. We, we're tired of the manna. We don't want that manna. You can only do so many things with the manna. Manicotti. Whatever. <laughs> How many nights can you have manicotti? And they whined and complained, and God did some radical plagues and fiery serpents and people died and it was ugly and there there's a scene in the book of numbers where they want they're selling tickets to go back to Egypt and they're ready to stone their leader Moses and the glory of the Lord appears and God says Moses come into my office loose translation stand back I'm going to destroy them all and I'll start over with you and Moses intercedes, oh Lord, no, what will the Egyptians say? You brought the people out and then you destroyed them all in the desert. No, don't do it. Now, God wasn't going to do it. He was using Moses as an intercessor. But can you imagine being God? You show these people all these incredible signs. You provide manna for them every day. And what do they do? They whine, they complain. And, and God got angry. It says, all our days have declined in thy fury, nine, and we have finished our years like a sigh. 
You ever come to the end of the day and that's all you got? <sighs> Sheesh. How was your day, honey? <sighs> Sometimes that's all you can deliver, right? As for the days of our life, which became a TV show. Just kidding. Anyway, verse 10. They contain 70 years, or if due, due to strength, 80 years. These are typical lifespans of people today and back in Moses' day. People did live longer. Moses uh, lived to 120, but this is kind of the typical age when you know, life is winding down. If, if due strength, 80 years, yet their pride is but labor and sorrow, and soon it is gone, and the Bible, using the image of a bird now, says, and we fly away. And that old song, you know, that many of us enjoy, I'll fly away, oh glory, I'll fly away. When I die, hallelujah, by and by. You guys know it? Oh, that was weak. <laughs> anyway, but you were just following the lead of me, so I understand the, the idea of being gone is to cut off or to be driven away or to fly away like a bird that escapes your sight. Uh, I'm a golfer. I don't know why. Because it is a very humbling... It, it's a sport when you think about it. You're on a tee box 400 and something yards away from your destination and the hole is like that big and you're supposed to do it typically in four hits. Who thought of this game? As somebody who's Scottish. <laughs> That's all I really know. But anyway, but I play the game. And we were playing recently around, and a lot of balls were going out of bounds. And one of the playing partners kept saying, she gone. <laughs> she gone. And usually when a ball is heading toward a neighborhood, I start praying, oh, Lord, don't. Don't let it break anything. Oh, Lord, don't let it kill anybody. Oh, Lord. Because, you know, those things are moving at a pretty fast pace. Oh, Lord. <laughs> if my kid hit it or I hit it, I especially pray hard. Like a double amen. Oh, Lord, don't. Amen, amen. In Jesus' name, don't let it break. <laughs> she gone. She gone. She gone. <laughs> and that's how life is. James says here today, gone tomorrow. Now, I told you the middle section is a bummer section, and it's true. Who understands the power of your anger, 11, and your fury, according to the fear that is due thee? Does, how many people truly understand what's happening here, Moses might say? How many people truly understand why people are dying? Well, it's the circle of life, and uh, no, it's not. We are under a curse. We're living in the land of Narnia. Always winter, never Christmas, to use the image of C.S. Lewis. And it makes us ask some deep questions. I watch people ask deep questions at memorial services and times when they lose loved ones, but then we just kind of move on like, well, you know, that's that person or that's them over there. And what do we do in a world such as this where the death rate is quite impressive? One out of every one of us. 
is going to deal with our mortality unless the Lord comes in our lifetime. But this mortal will put on immortality. You see, death will be swallowed up by life because of the gospel. Amen? Do you believe it? Death is going to die one day. 1 Corinthians 15. There is a resurrection unto life. That's the good news of the gospel. Jesus Christ became a curse for us that we might live. And somebody might say, well, yes, I understand the gospel. Well, what do I do now? What do I do on a Tuesday or a Wednesday when I'm facing life and, you know, this crazy world in which we live and the worries and the things that can bombard my soul? Moses says it. So, in light of what we just read, that middle hard section, Lord, teach us to number our days that we may present, Psalm 90, verse 12, to thee a heart of wisdom. Teach me. Would you make this personal? Teach me to number my days. Brethren, how many days have we wasted on worries that we can't change anyway, on things that we have allowed to consume us and we have let precious things pass us by? Moses says no more. In light of the brevity of life, in, in light of the fact that I'm going to maybe get 80 years or 90 or 100 or, you know, Moses got 120 and didn't go into the promised land, I'm not going to waste them. In fact, my, my mortality is going to uh, make me present to God a heart of wisdom. I have a little sign in my office given by a wonderful brother who goes here. Richard Baxter said, I preached as never sure to preach again as a dying man to dying men, close quote. And I read that regularly before I come out here. You know why? Because I don't know if I'm going to get to do this again. And I'm not going to preach like I get to do it again. If I get to do it again, thank God. But I'm not going to do it like, oh, I, I got next Sunday, I got next Wednesday. I don't know if I got that. I may, I may not. So Lord, teach me, make it your own, to number my days. Help me to love the people that you've put into my life like I don't have tomorrow. And don't let me just say the words, Lord. Let me do it. Too many of us know the verses, but we don't know how to live them and we're not living them. Help me to love my wife like I don't know I have tomorrow. Help me to have the joy of the Lord like I don't know I have tomorrow. Help me to witness to that person like I don't know if they or I have tomorrow. Are you with me? This is wisdom. It's not walking around with a death complex. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about understanding your mortality so you live for what really matters. I'm not talking about that you don't have Sabbath and relaxation and fun. That's not the point here. The point is the overarching theme of your life. Make the most of your time, Ephesians 5.16, because the days are evil. NIV, Ephesians 5.16 says, make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. 
And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Producer Rob Newton here, and on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. Whether you have given a one-time donation or you have become a monthly partner, you have contributed to our mission to reach out with God's truth to all people and helping listeners like you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You've heard that before, right? Well, we mean it. Thanks to our financial partners, we have added three new radio stations this year. Our prayer is to bless our new listeners the way we have hopefully been a blessing to you. If you're a longtime listener, would you please consider becoming a $5 a month partner? That may not seem like much, but every little bit makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events. Please become a partner giving at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. Make the most of your time, Ephesians 5.16, because the days are evil. NIV, Ephesians 5.16 says, make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Now, the moving from verse 12, which probably is the key verse of the psalm. We are on the back end now, and it's a prayer for restoration in light of verse 12. And Moses prays, and I, I, I just suggested that it, it's interesting to think about Moses being a man of God. How did he pray? And he said, 13, do return, O Lord. How long will it be? Be sorry for your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your loving kindness that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. I don't want to stay stuck sighing. I want to find the joy of the Lord because I know where I'm headed and I'm in the new covenant and to be absent from the body is to be at home with the Lord and I have the Holy Spirit within me and I have a peace from Christ that surpasses understanding. So would you give me gladness in the morning, Lord? Don't, I don't want to be a bummer Christian. I don't want to be, you know, downcast all the time. I want to live in the light of your promises. Satisfy me 14 in the morning with your loving kindness. How are you going to find God's loving kindness unless you seek him as your shelter? If the first thing that you do is go to a device or something else and you don't get to your Bible and you don't get to prayer, how are you going to experience his loving kindness in the morning? You're not. So you've got to get into a routine where you say, and it, look, it doesn't have to be complicated. Lord, I'm, I belong to you. Satisfy me in the morning with your hesed, with your loving kindness, with your love that's better than life itself. Oh, Lord, open your hand, Psalm 145, 16, and satisfy the desire of every living thing. Verse 18, Psalm 145 says, The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. I wrote a book on the armor of God, and I said, it's a good habit to get out of bed and get on your knees first thing. Why not? Sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts first thing. Because if you don't do it first thing, you're probably going to get distracted. We make time for what's important to us. Amen? If we're going to do that workout, you got serious about working out, you make time for it. 
And the Lord says, come, find me as your shelter. Make us glad, 15, according to the days thou has afflicted us. Man, we've had issues. The years that we've seen evil, but make us glad. Teach us what you're trying to teach us, Lord. Let your work appear to your servants and thy majesty to their children. Show us what you've been teaching us. Grant us wisdom to understand James 1.5, what you've been saying in the times of affliction so we can learn and present to you a heart of wisdom. And finally, let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and do confirm for us the work of our hands. Yes, confirm the work of our hands. I think this is simply saying, Lord, please rest upon us by your grace and show us that what we're doing really matters. Let us do your work. At the end of the day, that's what I really want to know. Lord, have I done your work? Have I been the man that you've called me to be? Some days are you know, less easy to connect the dots, but there's other days when we can just simply rejoice. Let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us, New King James. Establish the work of our hands. Yes, establish the work of our hands. The sum of his gracious acts in their harmony. Let that be illustrated in our lives, O Lord. Father, thank you for Psalm 90, and we are humbled and grateful that the Bible is so raw and real to our situation and to the things, the biggest questions about life itself, who we serve, our worldview, why we do what we do, what makes us get up in the morning and pursue anything, what our dwelling place is, who we call Lord, what our prayers look like. Lord, all of these things are really within the psalm. And this was about a people who wandered even though they were the apple of God's eye because they just simply wouldn't trust God. And forgive us for our unbelief, Lord. Forgive us for the times that we have simply not trusted you. Though you've done many miracles in our lives, we can easily forget. Lord, would you reveal your beauty once again to that saint that is hurting and maybe dry? Would you confirm the work of your hands? Show them, remind them of who you are and how much you love them and how you've called them to yourself. Thank you, Lord, that you gave us a verse like teach us to number our days that we might present to you a heart of wisdom. We've read verses about presenting our bodies, but we need to present a heart of wisdom to you. Lord, here's my heart. Make me wise. Make me wise in how I live today because that's what I got is today. So make me wise. Lord, would you restore the joy back to hearts tonight? Those who are here, those who may be watching or will watch this later. And if you've not met the one who is the joy of our salvation, the King of kings and Lord of lords, the one who had the oil of gladness above his companions, Jesus. See, he's the deliverer. He came to save you. He died in your place. He lived the perfect life that we all fall short of. He took God's wrath at the cross. He rose to defeat death. He is our shelter, our hope, our life. If you've not met him, just cry out to him. 
There's no perfect prayer, but something like this. Jesus, would you save me? I'm sorry for the years that I've spent away from you. I've had other gods and other lords, and I'm going to forsake those and ask you to be my Lord, my Savior, my God, and my King. Teach me to follow you, to present to you a heart of wisdom in the way I live. Thank you for your grace when I fall short, but help me, Lord, teach me to follow you. If you're a backslidden saint, and maybe you just needed a a nudge from the Spirit to say, man, you need to get back in the game and start living your life with a heart of wisdom. Lord, would you help us all with that? We could all do a little better with that. And then, Father, just for this beautiful group of saints here, thank you for them, for their faithfulness, their hunger to know you. Uh, We were just humbled to be able to worship you tonight. We lay everything at your feet for your glory. In Christ's name. You've been listening to A Prayer of Moses, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 90. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Walk in Truth is on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we'd love to connect with you. It's great to meet our listeners, and not everyone can visit the church in Corona, California, although we recommend you do. But either way, please connect with Walk in Truth on social media. And thanks. Now, here's Pastor Michael. I think it's amazing to consider how Moses, the most humble man that walked the earth, at least at that time, how he prayed. And his prayer was real, and it was raw, and, you know, as so many of the Psalms, you know, hard-hitting, a middle section that's tough, but then hope, hope of restoration, hope in the God who will hear our prayer and restore us. And indeed, that's what he's done by sending his son, the greater Moses, if you will, one who would be like Moses, a prophet that God would raise up. And indeed, Jesus arrived and he fulfilled the law. And, you know, the law came through Moses, but grace and truth were realized through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, if you don't know Jesus Christ, you know, we never want to end a program or a message. We try to do this regularly, at least, to give you an opportunity to respond to the gospel. The good news that there's a God of hope, and even though he is just, he is so loving, and he poured his wrath out on his son in our place. Cry out to him today. Ask him to save you, because he's really the only way, folks. He said it, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one is coming to my Father, my Father's house, except through me. Won't you run to him today? Cry out to him. Tell, tell him that you believe who he is, how he died for you, how he rose from the dead. Turn from your sin and trust in him, and he is faithful to save. Well, I remember uh, April of 2019, about a year before the shutdown, I was praying about the next book to teach the congregation at Living Truth, I teach Sundays and Wednesdays, and uh, we go through books of the Bible. And somehow the book of Job was on my heart. And I was like, really, Lord? (laughs) Come on. Job? You know, sometimes pastors teach a couple chapters of Job and then move on. You want me to teach verse by verse through the book of Job? Well, that's exactly what we did. I had no idea that a year later, as we were going through this book, all of this stuff would go down. And uh, it's amazing to me to just see how God 
prepares us. His word is always relevant. And uh, we're, we're going to start airing portions of that series in the book of Job. Now, I don't know if we'll do every chapter, but I'll tell you this. We're going to do some chapters that uh, speak to the situation of the problem of evil and the power of the gospel. That's what we called the series, The Problem of Evil and the Power of the Gospel. And that's coming starting tomorrow. Hey, tell a friend. If you struggle with the problem of evil, if you want to know, you know, one of the books where a guy who was innocent suffered, what is that all about? Well, I'll give you a little hint. Job is a picture of a greater innocent sufferer that was coming. And we're going to get into more of that as we go through the book of Job. Well, hey, we have a Wednesday night service at Living Truth Christian Fellowship where I serve as senior pastor, 7 p.m. each Wednesday night. A little bit more casual service, but we're Right now, we're going through the book of Psalms, and we're uh, teaching individual Psalms, so powerful, medicine for the soul. And we're right at 1009 Arsenal Way in the city of Corona. You can get driving directions when you go to walkintruth.com, click on the church tab, or download the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app in your app store today. Come on out. We'd love to have you and love for you to worship with us. God bless you. We'll see you right here tomorrow. One more reminder that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. Thanks to listeners and church partners like you, we're now on three more radio stations, so praise God for that. If you're a longtime listener, please consider becoming a monthly partner of at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. And join us tomorrow as we begin Pastor Michael's teachings in the book of Job, dealing with the problem of evil. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.